With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's the final hour on this Monday and the final hour of my career. Elvis is in the building. Oh. You know what? It sounded like a good idea earlier this morning. I have my uh, Elvis costume on. Bob in Montana... Came all the way from Montana. He has three Elvis costumes here, and he's uh, very serious about this. And he loves Elvis. He's been to Graceland uh, 15 times, and uh, he said he was going to bring an Elvis uh, costume outfit, I should say. It's not a costume. I mean, this is, this is lifestyle here. And I was thinking of getting remarried again at the Elvis Chapel, and uh, I did that many years ago. I got remarried there to my, you know, my wife, of course, not another woman. Uh, but I was going to wear this into the Elvis Chapel and maybe get re-remarried while I'm here in Vegas. But, uh, Bob, thank you for uh, doing this to me. And uh, it's a little snug, as I mentioned to the audience. I don't want little Elvis to uh, make an appearance here. You don't want him to leave the building? No. I, I, <laughs> yes, Paul? Just to set the scene, you're wearing a classic mid-70s Elvis sequin bedazzled jumpsuit yeah. with the big pop collar and the huge row, like the, the cape out the Got back. the cape, yep. The, the shoulders are popping. I would never not wear that if I were you. I mean, I would wear that till you board the plane. I may wear that tonight when we go out. Karaoke? Yeah. Karaoke? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like a do in the ghetto. Is it a while that he wore that? And his mama cry. Often. I know. And he thought this looked great, too. So did the women. Yeah. Well, I don't think it mattered what he wore for the women. Like, there's certain, you know, actors, musicians where, you know, they're like fine. I mean, do you see the things that Mick Jagger used to wear? David Bowie? They were fine with that. With me, you know, I think this uh, pretty much is going to set the scene. Whenever I walk in, all of a sudden my voice gets a little lower. There you go. That's yeah. A good look on there's a vibe going on here mm. at the Fountain Blue Hotel. Yes, Seton. Elvis wore a white jumpsuit. 1972 Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Do you want to know how much it sold for? It's like sold at auction? It's sold at auction, yeah. A Ooh. half a million dollars. It's white. Please, is that per leg? Or? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, it's white, a white eyelet jumpsuit. Is it and just cape, like this one? It's, it's very similar to okay. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. For $1,012,500. Oh. Bargain. I yeah. like that. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. You don't put that on, though, when you get it. 
No, I don't think. No, you put it in a glass enclosure. You do, right? You put it on a mannequin. Yeah. You put it in a glass enclosure. Yeah. 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 You can't do that. Throw it right in the foyer. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we want to thank uh, the great folks at Fountain Blue. It's uh, 67 stories high, the tallest occupiable building in Nevada, and uh, 3,644 rooms and suites here. So thank you for hosting us this it's entire a hell of a place. week. It is gorgeous. We're uh, poolside here, and uh, we will be here all week long. And thank you for all the hospitality there. All right, uh, coming up, our good buddy Ross Tucker will stop by. And uh, it is media night tonight. The commissioner is also talking. Now, most of the reporters aren't in on Monday. So I'm looking at what is the strategy here by the commissioner? Because normally it's Friday when the commissioner meets with everybody. They get to, you know, interrogate him, ask tough questions. So he's doing it on a Monday, which I find interesting. Yeah, Paul. Did you see what else is happening with the commissioner's State of the Union, State of League address? It's invite only for the media. It used to be a true press conference where you, mm. if you had a credential for the week, you could just, I've walked into them, we can just casually walk in. It's huge. I didn't get an invitation. You, there's people we know who are big-time media members, Florio, who, and others who did oh, not. Well, Florio's not going to get invited. But back in the day, you, it wasn't, an invi you know, it's a, when, it's a, when it's invitation only, it's an infomercial. Yeah, Otherwise, it's a press conference. Yeah, the reason why he's doing this. Also, media night tonight, uh, is that at the stadium? Yes, Allegiant Field, and uh, fans are going to be lots of space for fans. It's a fan event. Well, who's going to be there besides the fans? All the players. It's a, it's a traditional media night. Everybody's players. there? Because normally it was Tuesday night was media night. Yeah, they bumped it up. They're, oh. call, they're calling it opening night. Opening night. Okay, opening night, where you get to uh, say hello to your favorite players. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Uh, Joel Embiid, turns out he does have knee issues here. I think that when he missed the Denver game, missed Portland, there were media members who said, you know, was this load management there? Turns out that he does have knee issues. But you know what? Anybody who has a problem with the media calling out these players the players can blame the players because they created this doubt. LeBron and AD went to Boston when the Lakers won. I don't know if, you know, they were hurt. I mean, there's always an injury or two. You're not feeling well. You're sitting on the bench there. That's why we question it. We don't want to. I don't want to question Joel Embiid's toughness. But if you, I, we want to see the injury. I think that's really what we want to see. And maybe it's not fair to him and, you know, that he does have knee issues. He's had a lot of injury issues in his career and won't be uh, up for the MVP because he won't have the uh, pre uh, pre or predetermined number of uh, games there at 65. Yes, Paul? And, and isn't it, I mean, this is an obvious thing, but like the players who are hurt, they're taking the heat for the guys who weren't hurt and sat for years. Yeah. You know, and Embiid might be hurt, but the fact that we have to sit here and go, was he hurt or is he being smart? He probably really is. But it's almost like if you're an NBA fan or a casual fan, you have to see the guy go down, then miss two games to believe that he really is injured. Yeah, but he had missed playing against the Joker in Denver uh, three consecutive years. Whenever Philadelphia went to Denver in three previous years, he didn't play against the Joker. So he misses this time around. We just assume that he's avoiding the Joker on his home turf. But Joker played against Embiid in Philadelphia, I think, the last four years each time. Yes, Mark. And that's the reason why the NFL is top dog, because no one's missing a game for, quote-unquote, you know, load management. And also, it's only 17 of those games. Yeah. 82, they're like, oh, I'll take 
five games off a year. But the beating that they take, you would think that somebody might take a game off because they need to take a game off in the NFL. But every game is just so I know, critical. I know. I know. I agree. Uh, Paulie, uh, we got to everybody but you. Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, best of the weekend. Uh, thanks, Fritzy. But I was going to say um, the Caitlin Clark situation, it's been fun personally for me as a dad of a girl. A uh, couple girls. My daughter, Molly, who's 12, called and said, Hey, Dad, you want to watch the Maryland-Iowa game? That was pretty cool when you're out here with them. But it, it, the, the phenomenon is, is really wild. Fox, National Fox dedicated uh, primetime space to a, a Iowa-Maryland game. is really the, this phenomenon. It's, I don't know how long it's going to go on, but it, it's been really fun to watch. I would say the other tentative best of the weekend, The Rock announcing that the UFL is coming March 30th. You know me. I've always been a fan of spring football Every time there's a spring football league, I hold my breath. The AAF, the AA, whatever, all those leagues, I hope this one sticks and has some traction and partners with the NFL. Well, they're going to look at it as a developmental league. They're going to try new things. They're going to try cameras. They're going to try a variety of things. They're going to maybe even, the NFL might adopt the uh, kickoff that uh, either it was the XFL uh, where the team kicking off will be moving up so there won't be a lot of run-up to tackle somebody. The kicker will be back at the 35, but you'll have the players all the way at the other end of the field, so they'll be five yards away from the front line of those returning the kick. And therefore, you don't have these run-ups where these, there are these big collisions there. So they're, they're going to use it as a developmental league. You'll have players that you'll probably, you know, if, if all the NFL teams can have a team or they can maybe uh, partner with the team and you have players that you're sharing off a roster. But I, I think it, that's the way I view this. It should work because two leagues weren't going to work, and even one was you know, probably in doubt. But I think that they're at least doing what they need to do to make it work, make it viable in spring league. You can, take a, you, know, you can help your partners there. You've got football. People are always looking at football. As long as it's not gimmicky. And I think... You know, when Vince McMahon tried to give us the XFL and it was gimmicky, and then we don't want gimmicky. We want to make sure it's real football that we're watching. But I think The Rock being there, as powerful as he is, they're going to have, uh, you know, quality football, or at least the best that, uh, you know, they, uh, they can put out on the field, given who they have. And uh, that's another thing. Does the audience buy into it? And that'll be really important. Uh, and. Are you going to get good players there that you might be able to follow? Or are they going to develop players that then you watch them go up you know, to the NFL? Yeah, Paul. I'm really curious, and you were talking about your idea about making it a feeder league, and what you said that years ago. If somehow like, you could see the players go right from whatever, the Battle Hawks, to the Kansas City Chiefs, and you see them float up there, and I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. Like, are you going to share a team, territorial rights? I don't know, but... It, that that will be the cool part if players go back and forth. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm interested. I didn't watch much of the spring football anyway, but except for the quarterback play, because I was always curious if you know PJ Walker is going to go up to the NFL, which he did. When you have those players, and sometimes you'll watch a game and you go, "Oh, okay, I remember him from Florida." And I think that helps that there's some kind of familiarity. You watch the G League as I sometimes do in my downtime uh, when I'm down. That's my downtime. So sad. Well, I'm a loser, and I'm going, I'm going to watch the G League. Damn, I wasn't going to say that out loud. I'm going to watch the Ignite play. You don't know who a lot of these players are unless you follow high school basketball. But uh, you do get to see some of these players go up to the NBA. Yes, Marvin? I'm a loser right with you. Yeah? Oh, well, in life, in general, you're not a loser. I am. But I'm like, oh, man, Ignite. I remember that guy. But I was saying, to Paulie's point, 
should you just have anybody that's on the practice squad for maybe like the Chiefs or any other NFL team just go to the Battle Hawks or the Sea Monkeys or the the you know, Sea Monkeys, Do Gooders or maybe whatever uh, Kadarius Tony can find a team. Uh, he still can't. Yeah, but he's still on the Super Bowl roster, isn't he? With the Chiefs, I wouldn't show up. There's no way. How do you have a rant like that on social media and then all of a sudden show up and everybody go, hey, hey, hey how you doing? Where have you been? Uh, what did you mean by all of those uh, those swear words that you had? Who were you talking to? Kansas City Chiefs, and then they said he wasn't hurt, and then Andy Reid said, yeah, you're hurt. Um, with Paris in their sights, Olympic hopefuls take the stage in New York City, the world's premier indoor track and field event, the Milrose Games next Sunday at 1 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Gus in L.A. joining us. Gus, good morning. Best and worst of the weekend. Good morning, Mr. Patrick. Hope you and the boys had a safe flight in. Hey, real quickly, hey, I'll give $100 to anybody that can get Fritzy to a strip club in that jacket. That is awesome. Fritzy, you're already still in the show, baby. Love Thanks, you. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Best of the weekend. Uh, one quick one. I'm in kind of like a crappy mood because we're getting hit by like the worst rainstorm in L.A.'s history right now. I'm about to white water wrap my way down to work down Wilshire Boulevard. <laughs> so one good thing, Juju Watkins. I mean, 51 points, my God. Most in USC history. I mean, think about it. Cheryl Miller played there. You got Thompson played there. And Juju Watkins drops 51 points. An incredible show. It was awesome to see. As always, you boys have one hell of a Super Bowl week. You boys take care out there. Thank you, Gus. I think we're getting your weather from Los Angeles here, Las Vegas. Aaron in Fort Wayne. Hey, Aaron, what's on your mind? Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, Dan, thanks for taking my call. My best of the weekend was the first half of the Hoosiers game against Penn State, and my worst of the weekend was the second half of the <laughs> Hoosiers game against Penn State. I think it's safe to say NBA coaches struggle in college in a little bit, and I have a pie-to-the-face bet for somebody oh. who want to take it. Okay, all right. Aaron in Fort Wayne, a pie-to-the-face bet. Somebody dipped their toe in whether or not Taylor Swift was going to be dating somebody else. I bet that she will be dating another NFL player one year from today. Okay, yes, Paul. I'll take that. I believe in love. I'm taking that, too. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, so you all got right, uh, to... say, if you don't take it, you're negative about the relationship. You know? No, we, we love love. So you are negative yeah. about the relationship, Aaron. <laughs> I, maybe, but... Are maybe. you married? I am married. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure that you love love. And uh, so you do love love, do you? don't you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Does your wife love you? Uh, I would say 50% of the time. <laughs> oh, no. Of course you are. I got another pie in the face bet about you in a year. Yes. <laughs> will, will Aaron be married in a year? Hell no. <laughs> I'm rooting for Aaron. I am. Yes, Marvin. But you didn't ask the important question. Does your wife like you? Mm. Uh, a lot of people, oh, like, oh, I, I, I love my husband. I didn't ask you that. Mm -hmm. Do you like couples? Excuse me. You like your husband? See, look at that. That's love. Yeah. I'm pointing out to the audience. Everybody yeah, okay, radio. thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, you got to love love because you fall in love. You stay married because you like each other. Did you once tell Todd that you love him? You're not sure if you like him? Yes. Yeah, we made a shirt about it. Yes. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Valentine's Day is like nine days from now, so 
people get it together. Figure yeah. it out. Love, like, what's going on? No, no. And then uh, my wife said, why would you say something mean like that? I said, hun, it's honest. I, I love Todd. It's like I, 75% of the show. Yeah. Saying mean things to each other. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. It's love. It's tough love. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's tuning in if we just say nice things about each other. Right, John? True, but knowing how sensitive I am, I, you know, I, I, I kind of want the love and the like, if possible. Yeah, you're not getting it. No, you're not getting it. No. And by the way, how was your direct flight from Hartford to Jackson? <laughs> uh, it was actually to quite Los- lovely. I was sitting in seat three C, and I got bumped up a little bit. Usually, I'm sitting in thirty eight K somewhere in the back, and it went very nicely. I went from Bradley to Jacksonville, as crazy as that is, and from Jacksonville to Vegas, and. I slept a little bit. They had snacks. I had like some kind of trail mix. They gave me a can of cran apple and peanut M and M's, and I was fine. Next thing I knew, I could see the strip from the uh, from the window of the plane. Eight hours and forty five minutes later, it was a right in. Really did, wasn't. Did terrible. you did you get off the plane in Jacksonville? I did not. Oh. Everyone got off the plane except for me and this strange, odd looking couples, which made me feel like maybe I made the right the, the wrong choice choosing this itinerary because there was like about a hundred people on the plane, and everyone got off. As you would going from Connecticut to Jacksonville, but me and just two other people were the ones that then continued on. So the they end. were stupid too, and they booked yes. they booked the flight to Jacksonville right. then then to yeah, Las Vegas. I realized once I saw the only other two people that didn't get off the plane and stayed on to Vegas, and they had something odd looking about you. Them. You well, they may have said they the, same the same about same you. Exactly. They probably should have. But you're the only guy I know who took a directly indirect flight to Las Vegas. I think it was a total of eight hours and forty four minutes of being on the plane. Yeah. Yes, Paul. The good news is flight back is direct. It's Vegas to Vancouver (laughs) to Hartford. (laughs) But no getting off. I just like being on an airplane as long as possible. You do. But yeah, going back is the same thing. Back to Jacksonville, stay on the plane. Jacksonville. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official. Yeah, well, you do that. That's how I know, my feelings. But I'm, so. Like I'm done. I know, but you do that to all of us. Sometimes we'll make this point, and they're like, "No, no, Joe I just from do it LA. to you." No, no, I just do it to you. I do this thing, and I'm like hoping you're gonna have a great reaction. It's like Brian in Topeka. What do you got? I'm like, I just said this whole thing about. Okay, but you're doing this for sympathy because there's a studio I'm, audience. I'm playing here. to the audience. That's exactly what I'm doing. And you know what? They're not buying it. They're not. No. They look at each other like in their ponchos, and they're all wet. I don't. They don't need to hear from me. They, they love you, but. They don't always like you. Yeah. More often than not, they probably do not like me. At least from my Twitter feed, it seems. Yeah, like. look at that audience. They don't care. They don't. No. Yeah. How about this? Clap if you hate Todd. That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people clapping out Monday, there. Monday, the first of five shows. <laughs> yeah. You instigated the audience to clap about how much they dislike <laughs> in your Elvis Presley costume. Yeah, I know. Outfit. I know. I'm, a, I'm here with an Elvis outfit. It feels like a moment for you, I got to admit. You're sitting here dressed in an Elvis costume. Uh, it feels like like a, a, an exclamation point or something for you. In a good way or a bad way? You look way? awesome in it, oddly enough. I don't know why. I, I thought you might look ridiculous like you're in, like it's Halloween, but that looks like you can pull it. It feels that like off. a statement is all I'm saying. Okay. It, it feels like a, a, like a moment for you. All right. It does. Uh, I'm dressed as Elvis doing the show right now. I, it would have been nicer if Bob, who brought this from Montana, got a dry clean before he I was gave say, it you to think me. Bob was the last yeah. person in that. Yeah, it smells like uh, yeah. Montana. It smells like a grizzly in here. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I got a little spaghetti sauce on your collar, but that's all right. That's not true. That's I was ready to go to commercial break, and then you had, had to get to that tweet. line. Can I? Can you stop? It does look like it's a little sauce. <laughs> Ross Tucker is set to join us. We'll take a break. We're going to work it out today. We're going to be really good tomorrow. I can guarantee that. Yeah. Wait. What Maybe. are you doing, Marv? I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. Okay. 
By the way, the Traegers are fired up. Let's and, go. Yeah, we got some great stuff over there. Yes. All right. Let me take a break. We'll come back with uh, the popular Ross Tucker. He'll join us right after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental wealth podcast. And every week we will have on leaders from sports entertainment like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. We've all been through some sort of adversity to get to the top. We've all used different tools. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer and Mental Wealth Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. If you like where Mercedes-Benz has been, you're going to like where they're going. With a full range of EVs now available at your local dealer, Mercedes-Benz is turning electric completely on its head. Experience the all-electric EQB, a versatile luxury SUV that can seat as many as seven. The brilliantly advanced and superbly equipped EQE SUV, positively alive with groundbreaking technology. The inspired EQE, the electric sedan, with energizing comfort features that recharge you. The boundlessly capable EQS SUV, a vehicle 
that takes luxury and innovation to places they've never been before. And of course, the magnificent EQS, the flagship of all EVs, delivering the Mercedes electric experience on a truly epic scale. The vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at your local dealer or mbusa.com slash EQ. My thanks again to uh, Fountain Blue and all of our great sponsors here. And our studio audience that we have, braving the bad weather that we have here. Gift bags to our in-studio guests, Keeper's Heart Whiskey, Good Ranchers. They're supplying all the meat for, uh, well, it's a meat Friday on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Miller Lite, the original Louisiana brand hot sauce, King's Hawaiian, and Traeger Grills. We'll try to sneak in a few more phone calls here before we close up shop on this Monday. He is our good buddy, Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and he can be found on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. Uh, we call him the uh, meathead James Vanderbeek, the uh, great actor. He looks a lot like Ross Tucker, who joins us on the program. Ladies and gentlemen, Ross Tucker. Of course, uh, James, James Vanderbeek was uh, on, what was that, Saved by the Bell? Is that, uh, Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Creek? Oh, Dawson's so, Creek. Dan, true story. Okay. Okay. Nobody ever told me that I looked like James Vanderbeek until a couple times when I filled in for you. And then it became this thing, Meathead James Vanderbeek. One of my roles for Westwood One is at the end of the conference championship game, I interview the winning head coach and quarterback when they come down off the podium. Okay? So I talked to Mahomes for a minute, and I'm talking to Andy Reid, and he's got his arm around his wife, Tammy Reid, and she's just smiling and listening as I'm doing the interview. The interview ends, and she looks at me and she says, has anyone ever told you you look like the guy from Dawson's Creek? <laughs> I was like, Paulie told you to say that, didn't he? Like, there's no way. Like, Andy Reid's wife said out of the blue. Maybe she listens or watches the show. I don't know. Meathead James Vanderbeek. Yeah, I like it. I, like me. I mean, he's not a bad-looking guy. No. I mean, I don't, I don't know that he's in my level, but he's not a bad-looking guy. And he couldn't get into Princeton like you did. Well, I'm still mad about um, Varsity Blues. The movie he was in? Yeah. Well, number one, if you have an opportunity for the whipped cream Sunday or whatever that was, you and you're in high school and you're playing football, you take advantage of that opportunity. So I'm a little upset that he didn't take advantage of the whipped cream. What were they called? Was that, whipped cream? Was that Allie, Allie Larder? Yes. Whipped cream, yeah. whipped cream. Secondly, he was so focused on getting into Brown when they're trying to win a West Texas State championship. Yeah. I mean, get some priorities, Vanderbeek. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his dad had the right priorities, okay? His dad knew that they had to play state high on Wednesday or whatever. It was amazing. Okay, best football movies. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'm kind of a softie for like a Rudy. Yeah. I'm kind of a softie for like a Rudy. <laughs> Seton loves well, no, it. That's, see, that's a documentary. Seton says it's not a movie. That's a documentary. Uh, well, I do documentary love documentaries. But so um, I grew up going to some Notre Dame games, but also. Okay, but when Montana came on our show a few years ago <laughs> and basically dispelled any of the uh, myth of, uh, of Rudy. Uh, that hurts and he it. caught a lot of heat, too. There were a lot of people upset with Joe Montana. Yeah. Like, don't you dare tell me that Rudy didn't really get that sack. He was offsides, first of all. <laughs> right? 
That's my favorite for any Notre Dame game, where like college game day, somebody will have the sign. Rudy was offside. <laughs> it's so good, but it is true. It's so he good. did jump the count. The, the count there. It's so funny, Dan. I actually sent back in the mid nineties. Okay, I sent out thirty five VHS tapes to colleges. <laughs> my coach, I was one double A, but I sent it to Notre Dame and Penn State anyway, right? And I got a letter back from Notre Dame about if I wanted to walk on. And so I can sort of uh, I can sort of think about what that was like for for Rudy, which by the way kills me because growing up in Pennsylvania, I had Penn State season tickets, and my wife hates when I say this, but once I made the NFL, the Penn State guys like Lavar Arrington. And Kenny Watson, they were like, man, you were started like three years for us. And I was like, oh, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. And my wife wanted to go to Princeton, so she's always like, if you say that one more time. <laughs> Different perspectives. He's uh, Meathead James Vanderbeek, Ross Tucker, from Westwood One, CBS Sports NFL and college uh, football analyst. He was on this day in 2012 when the Giants beat the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Was that the one where I got roasted going on letterman and i said the giants will win the super bowl and he said have you been drinking and, <laughs> and i hadn't but i remember you taped the show in the like at five five thirty yeah i got done and i think paulie said you know like what did you do and i said i said the giants will beat the patriots he goes that's crazy and i <laughs> so nothing happens so it's done at five thirty six o'clock i drive home show airs that night the next day, people are going, how stupid are you that you think the Giants will beat the Patriots? And I said, I thought that because they had played the Patriots the final regular season game, I think, that year. And so I thought, okay, they're not afraid of them. They know what to expect. Now, was I surprised that they won? I was. But I just remember making a prediction where it just kind of lingers. It hangs out there, and you go, I'm going to get crucified. Have you had one of those predictions where you go, why did I say that? Well, so what's wild is I had six different people text message me this morning because I went on some radio station in Kansas City and I said, I have no idea why the 49ers are favored in this game. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, you watch the three Chiefs playoff games, Dan. They were the better team in all three, including at Buffalo, at Baltimore. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Niners, I mean, I can think of... Six plays, maybe, off the top of my head against the Packers, where if that went the other way, Keyshawn Nixon dropped the pick, Darnell Savage dropped the pick, the Packers would have won, and then the Lions were bashing the Niners' brains in until they had, that might have been one of the most painful collapses, meltdowns that I've ever seen. And I'm not even, I'm not like a Lions fan, but that was hard to watch. So anyway, I just said it doesn't seem logical to me that the 49ers would be favored. Now, they might win, but I guess my point would be, if these teams played ten times, I think the Chiefs win seven, maybe eight. So I have no idea why that got news, but it, it got picked up by a certain um, cable news outlet. Mm. So my friends or people I know in my life are telling, my dad, they're telling on themselves for what cable news outlet they watch because they're all texting me, you're on the front page of bleep, bleep, bleep. I mean, it was... I was like, really? For just saying I'm surprised the Niners are favored? Is that I don't feel like that that's like are aren't you a little surprised the Niners are favored? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to say anything more because I don't want to end up on the front page of somebody <laughs> like you know. It's weird how pe when you make a prediction, they think you either love their team or you hate their team. Right. So when I say like I'd never bet against Patrick Mahomes. 
I, I just wouldn't. I, I wouldn't bet against Tom Brady. I mean, I've learned. I've been doing this 40 years. <laughs> I, 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 I sort of have this figured out here. And so when, they, when I say I'd never root against Patrick Mahomes, oh, so you don't like the Niners? Or you don't like Brock Purdy? I go, no, no, it's not that. I don't, I don't have any bias whatsoever. If you said the Niners are going to be, you know, dominate and it's going to be an impressive performance and Brock Purdy's the MVP, I'd go, awesome. Yeah. I'm just analyzing a stock. Right. That's all this is. I'm looking at a stock, and the stock is Patrick Mahomes. I'm investing in that. And, you know, they're two-point underdogs, and I wouldn't be surprised, you know, that if they go off as a betting favorite, if people, you know, start to look at the numbers here. And, Dan, you referenced Tom Brady, and I think that's the right name for Patrick Mahomes. And the reason why I say that is I don't know if it's conscious or subconscious, but we're to the point now where – you know, the Chiefs, they went to Baltimore. I thought Baltimore was the best team in the league this year, right? The Chiefs went in there. They took it right to them. Yeah. And I remember how, like, I played with Drew Bledsoe. I started a bunch of games in Buffalo with Drew Bledsoe. Really good quarterback. And we thought we were going to win because we had Bledsoe. When I went to New England, you know you're going to win. You have the guy. Like, even if you're down two scores late, you're literally thinking in your head... We're still going to win. We have Brady or we have Mahomes. It's just a matter of how. And I think that that subconsciously seeps in. Because then the other teams start doing stupid stuff. The Ravens are getting penalties. The Ravens, are, you know, Lamar Jackson had one of the worst playoff interceptions I've ever seen. And it just seems like people make critical errors, dumb mistakes against the Patriots, against the Chiefs, where you're like, what are they doing? And I don't know if it's conscious or subconscious, but it's a fact. Yeah, because if anything, you have to keep your composure. Like, you can't try to force things, but that's what they, they, they sort of speed you up a little yeah. bit. Um, speaking of the Patriots, I said last week, I don't see Bill Belichick coaching in the NFL again as a head coach. Ever again. I just, unless it's Dallas, unless something happens and then Jerry Jones goes, all right, come on in, Bill. I got to win one while I'm still alive. Maybe the Eagles... But you would know better since you cover the Eagles if that owner, Jeffrey Lurie, I mean, I think they were interested in him. They just didn't pull the trigger if you bring it. I mean, Nick Sirianni is, he's on, it's a really, it's as hot as that, you know, that flame <laughs> behind you there under yeah. his seat. I just don't know if somebody's going to go to Bill, come on in and run the show here. I don't know if they're going to do that. I would be shocked if he's not hired as a head coach a year from now. Two reasons. Number one, I don't know what the right term for this is, Dan, but I think he's going to have like a media cleansing this year. He's going to work somewhere in the media. He's going to be insightful. He's going to show personality. And there's something weird about when you stop coaching and people see a different side of you because they're only used to the, uh, just on the Cincinnati. Like, they're only used to that. Wait, was that Bill Murray? In I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That was a it's terrible a Bill story. Cinderella story. <laughs> <laughs> Flowing robes, beautiful. Uh, so, uh, no, I think, I think after a year in the media, a year from now, a lot of people are going to be like, you know what, I like him. He is the best coach ever. They're going to forget what a jerk he is in press conference now. And I don't know if it's like media cleansing or whatever. That and the fact, Dan, I know you know him decently well. No, I don't. Well, well, I think you know this part. He, he wants that record bad. I don't, care, I don't care what he says. He wants that record bad. So if a year from now he has to humble himself, 
and just be a head coach. I think he overplayed his hand this year. Yeah. I think he thought he could run the whole show in Atlanta. So that's what he went for. Next year, now that he's out for the whole year, I think he'll put feelers out about running the whole show. But if it comes down to it, I think he'll accept just being a coach somewhere so he can get whatever is 13 wins. I don't know. 15. And 15 wins so he can get that over the next couple of years and have that. No, I don't because know. Because you, you ever notice they don't do anything with the media. But anytime the Patriots win the Super Bowl, it's like, Oh my gosh, NFL Films has been there all year. We had no idea. And they have this documentary <laughs> with the coaches like, and that's why on third and eight, we saw when his left pinky toe was pointed outwards. He was going to run an in-breaking round. It's like, wait a minute. We're, I want to see the videos, Dan, from all the years when the Patriots stink. I want to see the NFL Films cameras and guys from the years when they're not, because they're always there when they win the whole thing. Yeah. I understand what you're saying about the media cleansing, but you still have to turn your team over to him or believe that he is he's just going to coach and he's not going to be part of the front office there. Right. I think that's that's where you say, hey, no, no, I just want to coach. And then all of a sudden you start coaching and then you're like Bill showing up at meetings where you go, uh, what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing here? No, no, just coaching. Just thought I'd stop. Well, and that's the problem with like Atlanta. So Terry Fontenot's the GM there. Rich McKay is the president there. You think they want a Belichick? No. Absolutely not. And they talk to Arthur Blank every day. Yeah, I, I, I don't see that happening. Do you think that Brady stays in the booth for 10 years at Fox? No, I don't. That would surprise me. I think he might move on to other things. I'm fascinated to see how he does. Um, you know, nobody will be more prepared. And he does have a good personality. I guess I'm just curious. We've never really seen him with his guard down. And we also haven't really seen him be overly critical of people. He's a very positive person. He's like, I'm going to be curious because what I sense from him is he would be really frustrated by dumb plays by other quarterbacks. Well, we see that with Peyton on the Manning yes. cast. Like and I'm, I'm hoping Tom is real. I'm hoping like when a quarterback does something dumb, like the Lamar Jackson interception, I hope Tom is just like, this is unacceptable, like, because he, 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 he has a lot of anger in him, right? Like that's what fuels him. I would love if he's like, this is unacceptable, you cannot do this, I have no, like that would be good TV. That would be good if he really acted the way he normally would when watching a quarterback do something like that. Well, we have Tony Romo joining us now, and... Uh... I don't know, Jim. What do you What do you think? <laughs> but that's all. That's his Tony Romo impersonation. At least, there. at least Seton waits for you to cue him up. Yes, he does. Fritzy just goes into it. Yeah. thinks it's the Todd Fritz show. Todd just blows through the stop sign. But you know, when Jim Nance will go coming up following the football game, sixty minutes except on the West Coast, and then the new equalizer, third and eight. Tony, what do you think will happen here? I, I don't know. I mean, they can run it. They think it. What would you do, Jim? <laughs> he only said that once in a game. I, I know, but that didn't stop us from using it all the time. Like he's asking the play-by-play -play guy, "What would you do, Jim? Yeah, what would you do? Like, dude, that's why you're here, Tony." I think Jim Nance is joining us uh, this week. Is that right, Todd? On Wednesday. Okay. Oh, oh boy. Will we do the Tony Romo impersonation oh, to, to Jim that. Nance? Okay. I don't think Jim is gonna. He won't laugh. He can't laugh. He can't. Yeah, he can't. But 
Like deep down, he might laugh. Goodbye, friends. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, great to see you. Always great to Always. see you. This Thank is you. unbelievable, by the way. Yes, it is. This it's is wonderful. so cool. Yep. The it's fans wonderful. here, yep. it's amazing. Yep. Amazing. They only came to see you. They're, they're, they're leaving right after this. Yeah. Um, thank you for all the uh, contributions with the show. We appreciate it all year long. No, man, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. It's awesome. He's Ross Tucker from Westwood One, CBS Sports. Take a break. We'll close up shop after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. The truly brilliant all-electric EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz features some of the smartest tech ever to grace four wheels. With Dynamic Select, you can fine-tune hundreds of vehicle settings to precisely match your driving style. And available in off-road mode, transparent hood lets you see through the sheet metal to steer clear of bumps and potholes directly beneath you. How about that? A 360 array of cameras and sensors constantly alerting you for danger, while 64-color ambient lighting lets you fully customize the ambiance inside the spacious cabin. The EQE SUV is so smart, even the headlights are thinking. Optional digital light technology Projects navigation, markings, and warnings on the road ahead as you drive. 
The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Test drive the EQE SUV. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQE dash SUV. Uh, closing up shop day one here at the beautiful Fountain Blue Hotel. This might be the best audience we've had in Vegas, right? Oh, yeah. Best of the week. Best of the week. That's the best studio audience we've had this week. All right. You just got that? I'm sorry. Sorry. They've been fighting the elements here. They've been here early since uh, 5 in the morning, and uh, we'll have a studio audience the entire week. But uh, rain is here. And uh, thank God the Super Bowl is indoors. Yes, Paul? And each one, one of them gets a brutal head cold to take home as a souvenir. That is nice. That is nice. Awful. We did hand out ponchos, though. Big German went out and got 500 ponchos this week. That sounds like a... What's 500 ponchos? That sounds like something. Sort of like fine young cannibals, but... <laughs> like a, a band. They land on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. We'll close up shop here. And what we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Uh, Todd, the guest list tomorrow... We will have uh, Brady Quinn, Chris Sims, Albert Breer so far for tomorrow. Okay. Show. Oh, Brady Quinn, Beefo Brady. Uh, yeah, I love that. I mean, let's not shortchange Albert Breer, Chris Sims. I'm just saying Beefo Brady here. Uh, I feel like now that we've done like some time in Dublin with Brady, we're we're all bros. Definitely. That was fun. We're Brady Dublin. Quinn bros. Yeah, yeah. Don't you feel like okay. Dublin? Well, after like, oh, now we know each other. After Will Ferrell. Wrestled him. He did. When we were in Dublin. He did, yeah. He showed up at that bar. That was awesome. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah, Paul. And Brady was is was friends with that comedian, Shane Gillis, who we met at yeah. our meet and greet in Dublin. We kind of knew who he was. He was getting kind of big. He's hosting SNL this weekend. I was shocked. That you know, when you guys he, told me. Yeah. Shane Gillis, that set that he did was oh. hilarious. It's the Netflix special that just came out. Oh, my gosh. Good for funny, him. He's a funny dude, man. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be hosting Saturday Night Live. Uh, this day in sports history, Paul. Let's see, just a couple. Uh, 1989, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar became the first NBA player to score 38,000 points. And, uh, oh, in 2006, the Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Seattle Seahawks 21-10 in Super Bowl XL. Who was the MVP? Marvin? Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. Should be in the Hall of Fame, in Bettis, my opinion. Bettis announced his retirement right after the game. The, uh, page, ooh. oh, boy. Maybe too soon. On this day, 2017. 2010 pa- Tennessee. Patriots, Falcons. Yes. 28 yes. 3. 28 3. That was great. Final score 34 28. Yeah. Ouch. They should have won that one. Yeah. Yeah, they should have. Thank you, Polly. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. What a hot take. Yeah. Falcons <laughs> really regret that one. Yeah. That's going to bother them. Yeah. Uh... Run the ball a couple more times. Does 28 to 3 bother them more than 24 7 Lions? 28 3, because it was the middle of the third quarter. And it was the Super Bowl. Yeah, they were rolling. Yeah. Yes, they were. <laughs> yes, they were, Paul. When your most painful moment becomes a phrase in American history, yeah. like you could say it to a group of people, like, oh, I know what you're talking about, 28 3. 28 3. Dang, you just got 28 3. Mm. Damn. Like instead of audited, you get 28 3. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the IRS 28 yeah. 3s here. Yeah. Yeah. She left me. Oh, yeah, 28 3. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. She left you 28-3. Yeah. Wow. you got to be really, really down in the dumps. Yeah. Daddy, I was driving the car, and then 28-3. Wait, you crashed it? Yeah. But are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. 28-3. Got in a fight at a bar. How'd it work? 28-3. Oh, sorry, bro. Oh, man. You got your yeah, ass kicked. a couple of good shots early, yeah. and they got dropped in yeah. one punch. Dang. I was leading. I was leading on all cards, yeah. and then I got knocked down. Yeah.
Yeah, 28-3. All right, final results of the poll question. Did we have a poll question today? We had many. Okay. We had many, many. Okay. Uh, let's see, five years from now, college football will be a completely different landscape or pretty similar to how it looks now. 84% say completely different. Yeah. Are, Kansas, are the Kansas City Chiefs America's team uh, a resounding <laughs> no? <laughs> hey, <laughs> stop fighting it. Stop. Just embrace it. Just let it flow. That's all. Just absorb it. They're America's team right now. Yeah, half the audience think Fritzy is the one ending up in the pool. Okay. And, right. and some people taking exception, by the way, to the fact that Todd was calling people odd. Well, <laughs> let's... <laughs> wait a minute. You, you can't spell Todd without... Yeah, without odd. Odd. <laughs> odd Fritz. Odd, odd. Fritz. I'm, I'm used to taking so much abuse. Every once in a while, I feel like I've got to give it out. Oh, like nice. okay. okay. <laughs> odd Fritz. Odd friend. They were, they were, it was a strange couple. That's not. That's not going to stick. That's not no. going to stick at all. No. Let's go around the room and uh, what we learned on the program. Those are those garbage pail kids cards. Odd Todd. I remember. Yeah, that. splat Pat. That was the worst. Todd, what'd you learn today? Andy reads why best Ross Tucker. If anyone ever told me, kind of looks like James Vanderbeek. All right, Seton O'Connor. Media cleansing might be the buzzword this week. Oh yeah, for Bill Belichick. Uh, Marvin, what did you learn today? Ross was offered to be a walk-on at Notre Dame. Yeah, he could have been Rudy Part Two. Uh, Paulie, what about you? Hands down, the best crowd of the week so far. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. Yep. Uh, Todd, what did I learn today? We all learned. You used to have a great life. Then you found yourself watching flag football activities in Vegas. What we learned brought to you by Discover. Everybody's feeling special. That's why Discover, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations. Like Fritzy, apply. My thanks to everybody here at the Fountain Blue, the great studio audience. We're going to do it again tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Dan Patrick Show. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.